MSW Media. Big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER20. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, February 26, 2024. Today, there will be a hearing scheduled in the Central District of California on the pretrial detention of the GOP Russian spy impeachment witness Alexander Smirnov. A New Orleans magician says a Democratic operative paid him to make the fake Biden robocall. A jury finds Wayne LaPierre misspent NRA money and owes more than $4 million. An Illinois judge who reversed a rape conviction has been removed from the bench. Nazis mingle openly at CPAC. And Judge Kaplan denies Trump's motion to stay the E. Jean Carroll payment. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Ah, happy Monday, Dana. How was your weekend? Happy Monday to you. It was good. Um, before we get started, I just really want to send a, a, a thank you to every single person who emailed or tweeted, either Allison or myself, and after the um, Next Benedict uh, episode that we covered, that very difficult story to, to deliver and to hear. AG, the amount of parents out there that have trans or non-binary kids or are trans and non-binary themselves is in our community is just beautiful. And thank you for your vulnerability and for trying to make us feel better after just getting through a hard story and showing up and being here in solidarity. So I just wanted to thank you for that. And um, I, I will try and get back to the ones that emailed. Please be patient with me. I was in Texas. I was doing an human rights campaign gala and we were honoring next as well as um, listen, if you're in Texas, Colin Allred is polling really fucking well against Ted Cruz. And I think this guy, if we can get everyone out to the polls in Texas has a chance to take his senatorial seat. Mm. And I know Colin would make a hell of a Senator. So if you're in Texas, please, please get out and vote. Take everyone, you know, with him, with you. He's, he's a really good guy and he will, he will fight for the most marginalized among us. So yes. my weekend was better than last week and uh, it was nice to make a difference. AG, how was your weekend? Yeah, much better. Um, thanks to, like you said, everyone who wrote in and, and uh, tweeted or replied uh, to either the episode um, in public or on the Patreon page, it just made, or on the Facebook page, just made a huge difference. It, it really did. did. Yeah. Um, and it was lovely to see all the support, all the members of the community and um, everybody just with next. It was wonderful. It's also nice to see the community like really going after these people in Tennessee that failed this child, like anywhere from Chaya all the way up to the superintendent of the school board, like they're calling for his resignation. The nation's getting behind this. And, you know, if that's a collateral beauty that comes from this horrifying situation, maybe there will be some change. Maybe this will push things to change even a little bit and that beautiful child's death won't be in vain. So, mm. um, thank you to everyone who's doing something. Yeah. And if we can flip that Ted Cruz Senate seat, that would go a million miles. Toward oh my holding God. The Senate. Just be amazing. 
It would be huge. We have so much news. We could get the Supreme Court immunity decision today. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And if we do, Andy and I will record a bonus episode of the Jack Podcast. The latest episode of the Jack Podcast is out. And on it, we have Professor Steve Vladek, who talks about why the longer it takes, the better it is for us and the worse it is for Trump. So you definitely want to hear the latest Jack podcast. It's out now, free wherever you get your podcasts. Also, only 20 tickets left for the Columbus show. I'll be there March 29th at Natalie's Music Hall. It's fantastic. Thank you. Make sure you grab your tickets. There'll be a link in the show notes. You've got some shows coming up, don't you? I do. I'm going to be in Bend, Oregon on March 8th. That's coming up quickly. Um, Please come out. Get tickets to um, that show on my website, danagoldberg.com. And then I've got my birthday show. I figured I'd celebrate my birthday with some of my fans uh, before I do another gala for the Child Rescue Coalition. So on April 12th, I'll be in Fort Lauderdale at the Sunshine Cathedral. You can also get those tickets on my website at danagoldberg.com. Fan fucking tastic. Such your like 34th birthday? Yeah, 34 and a half. Oh, okay, cool. We're doing half birthdays now. Excellent. Yeah, I'm very probably going to be 48 this year. 48? I think I'll be 48. <laughs> I think, I think. Well, you're like, I'm like am I very proudly? I think I've been 47 this whole year. <laughs> I swear. According, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I will assuredly and proudly be 48. 48? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I know. I've kind of lost track to 50, uh, you know, was easy to keep track of. Right. But now it's, now it's just going to be like easier. <laughs> now it's just going to be like, it's just something. Um, yeah. 4012. I'm 4011. That's uh, right. Whatever. All right. So we have so much news to get to today that we had to add some quick hits. And to make a long story short, too late. All right. First up, Smirnoff, Alexander Smirnoff. There's a hearing for him this morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time in California Central District Court. Uh, that So he was arrested for lying about Joe Biden and Burisma and Hunter Biden. He was a star witness for Jim Comer and Jim Jordan's mm-hmm. impeachment inquiry. His 1023 was the star document in that uh, impeachment inquiry. It turned out to be a whole wholly fabricated lie. He's been indicted. He was arrested. Then he was released by a magistrate judge in Nevada. And then uh, he picked up this lawyer named Chesnoff. And by that time, California court had jurisdiction over it. But Chesnoff, his lawyer, said, no, we need another hearing in Nevada to, to keep him out, you know, because this magistrate judge let him out with an ankle monitor. Uh, but, you know, the government's like, dude's going to run. He's got $6 million <laughs> at his disposal and passports. So could we maybe put him in jail pending trial? And so I guess what happened was the, the California judge said, Listen, you could, you know, there's a likely, I've been informed, there's a likelihood that the lawyers here were trying to help him abscond and flee the U.S. But I think, and I'm not quite sure, but I think when they say help him abscond, I think they meant abscond the jurisdiction, knowing that California already had jurisdiction over this. The lawyer was trying to get another hearing in Nevada, which isn't absconding the United States, but it's absconding the jurisdiction. Uh, I don't know. There's been some exhibits filed under seal that we can't see, particularly one, which is the pretrial report, uh, which has all the money evidence in it. But we may know more at this hearing. And Rep. Jerry Nadler has asked the Department of Justice Inspector General and the Attorney General to investigate what the fuck Scott Brady was doing in 2020 besides not indicting Smirnoff. (laughs) And Pete and I will go over that in detail, along with what happened at the hearing. 
on cleanup on aisle 45 day after tomorrow. All right. Longest quick hit we've ever had. We're going on to the second one. I know. (laughs) That's why long story short, too late. (laughs) I love it. This is Judge Lewis Kaplan, not related to Robbie Kaplan. The lawyer has declined to grant a stay for Donald Trump's $83.3 million judgment in his defamation case and requested a written response from colonist E. Jean Carroll's lawyers. Quote, the court declines to grant any stay, much less an unsecured stay, without first having afforded plaintiff a meaningful opportunity to be heard. That's what Kaplan wrote in an order filed Sunday morning. Kaplan set a Thursday deadline for Carroll's response and a March 2nd deadline for Trump's reply. A lawyer for the former president requested last week that Kaplan temporarily delay the judgment or permit Trump to post a bond for, quote, an appropriate fraction of the total damages. And I hope that's a hell no. Yeah. My friend, um, uh, a Twitter friend of mine posted the perfect gif or gif to that, which was uh, uh, Kristen Wiig from Bridesmaids where she's on the plane and she says, help me, I'm poor. (laughs) That's perfect. That's the perfect gif for that. All right. Those are the quick hits, everybody. It's time for the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, from Alex Seitzwald at NBC. And I'm sorry, guys. I know what I'm about to read sounds made up, but it's real. And Dana and I, as comedians, have a special relationship with magicians. So I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) We love them so (laughs) much. Mm, They're so great. A Democratic consultant who worked for a rival presidential campaign paid a New Orleans magician to use artificial intelligence to impersonate President Joe Biden for a robocall that is now at the center of a multi-state law enforcement investigation. And that's according to text messages, call logs, and Venmo transactions that the creator, that the magician, shared with NBC News. Paul Carpenter is his name. He said he was hired in January by Steve Kramer, who has worked on ballot access for Democratic presidential candidate Dean Phillips to use AI software to make the imitation of Biden's voice urging New Hampshire Democrats not to vote in the state's presidential primary. Quote, I created audio used in the robocall. I did not distribute it. That's what he said in an interview in New Orleans, where he's currently living. I was in a situation where someone offered me some money to do something, and I did it. There was no malicious intent. I didn't know how it was going to be distributed. Mm -hmm. By the way, when we say we don't like magicians, that's from a comedian standpoint. I actually think magicians are kind of fascinating. And I think the good ones are captivating. So before you write in and been like, I've been a magician for 40 years and we're not that bad. I agree. I had an uncle that was a magician. It sounds like I just made that up and I'm not. (laughs) No. And I urge you to listen to Patton Oswalt's story about a magician that he did a show with. Uh, It's on one of his records. It's very, very good. Okay, I can't believe what I'm about to read to you. Carpenter, who holds world records in fork bending and straitjacket escapes, <laughs> but has no fixed address, showed NBC News how he created the fake Biden audio and said he came forward because he regrets his involvement in the ordeal and wants to warn people about how easy it is to use AI to mislead. Creating the fake audio took less than 20 minutes and cost a dollar. That's what he said. And he was paid 150 bucks, according to Venmo payments from Kramer and his father, Bruce Kramer, that Carpenter shared. Steve Kramer is a longtime political operative, having worked on dozens of campaigns over 20 years, including the 2020 presidential campaign of (laughs) Kanye West. (laughs) 
I can't make this up. Oh, my God. Federal Election Commission records show that Steve Kramer was paid $259,946 by Phillips campaign, Dean Phillips, in December and January. The payments were for ballot access work in New York and Pennsylvania, which includes canvassing for signatures necessary to qualify for the ballot. The campaign said that the work included production and distribution of robocalls, one that featured Dean Phillips' voice. So, okay, that's where we are. <laughs> I, I just said I'd do it for $150. I was going to get paid. I didn't know it I was I like fun. how he came forward. He's like, yeah. And showed us how his trick was done. That's, That's true. Magicians usually rarely do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do This is from Jake Offenhartz at the Associated Press. The longtime head of the National Rifle Association, Wayne LaPierre, misspent millions of dollars of the organization's money using the funds to pay for an extravagant lifestyle that included exotic getaways and trips on private planes and super yachts. This is all what a New York jury determined on Friday. The jury found LaPierre. He's 74 years old. He has to pay $4.4 million to the powerful gun rights group that he led for three decades, while the NRA's retired finance chief, Wilson Phillips, that's unfortunate. Someday somebody's going to make you want to <laughs> turn around and say goodbye. Oh, man. Carney Wilson. She's a friend then, of mine. Baby. She's going to have something to say about me. <laughs> and weren't we just talking about bridesmaids? I mean. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the chief financial, the, the retired one, whose name is Wilson Phillips, <laughs> owes $2 million to the organization. Jurors also found that the NRA failed to properly manage its assets, omitted or repre- misrepresented information in its tax filings. And they also violated whistleblower protections under the New York law. LaPierre, who announced his resignation from the NRA on the eve of the trial, sat stone-faced in the first row of the courtroom as the verdict was read aloud. He did not speak to reporters on the way out. New York Attorney General Letitia James, who's doing the Lord's work, declared the verdict a major victory. And I quote, In New York, you cannot get away with corruption and greed, no matter how powerful or influential you think you may be. That's what James posted on X, went on to say, everyone, even the NRA and Wayne LaPierre must play by the same rules. The group, which has in recent years been um, beset. Sorry, if you- sorry. Oh God, what did I do? I'm no, no, I'm just thinking of Wayne LaPierre saying, someday somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Or just yelling, hey, Wilson Phillips, how, how much do we owe? If you hold on for one more day. I've lost all control of the story, people. The group, which has in recent years, has been beset. (laughs) I love when people write these articles. Beset by the financial troubles and dwindling membership was portrayed in both uh, the case, both as a defendant that lacked internal controls to prevent misspending and as a victim of that same misconduct. (laughs) The jury found NRA general counsel, John Frazier, had violated his duties, but not that he owed any money or that there was cause to remove him from the organization. Of course, why would you remove him when he's violating his duties? Why would you do that? Seems like the next logical step. James's office said Friday it wants an independent monitor to be appointed to oversee the NRA's administration of charitable assets. It's also seeking to ban LaPierre and Phillips from serving in leadership positions at any charitable organizations that conduct business in New York. And once the NRA and Frazier barred from collecting funds on behalf of any charitable organization operating in the state, a judge is going to decide those questions during the next phase of the state Supreme Court trial. So hold on for one more day. LaPierre, I know a good magician if you'd like to disappear. (laughs) 
he's doing robocalls on Biden's behalf. <laughs> Not on Biden's behalf, on the, his competitor's behalf. Dean Phillips' behalf. Dean yeah. Phillips. We'll put you in touch with John Carpenter. Yeah. I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> you know a guy in New Orleans? I do. Uh, also from the Associated Press, an Illinois judge who sparked outrage by reversing a man's rape conviction involving a 16-year-old girl has been removed from the bench after a judicial oversight body found that he circumvented the law and engaged in misconduct. Good. The Illinois Courts Commission removed Adams County Judge Robert Adrian from the bench on Friday after it held a three-day hearing in Chicago in November on a complaint filed against the judge. Its decision says Adrian, quote, engaged in multiple instances of misconduct and abused his position of power to indulge his own sense of justice while circumventing the law. The commission could have issued a reprimand, censure, or suspension without pay, but its decision said it had ample grounds for immediately removing him from the bench in western Illinois, Adams County. In October of 2021, he found then 18-year-old Drew Clinton of Taylor, Michigan, guilty of sexually assaulting a 16-year-old girl at a May 2021 graduation party. The State Judicial Inquiry Board filed a complaint against Adrian after the judge threw out his conviction in January of 2022, with a judge saying that the 148 days that Clinton spent in jail was punishment enough. God, this is so Brock Turner-ish, you know what I mean? Yes. The complaint said Adrian had acknowledged he was supposed to impose the mandatory four-year sentence, mandatory, against Clinton, but he would not send him to prison. That is not just, Adrian said at the sentencing hearing, according to transcripts. I will not do that. Clinton was accused of sexually assaulting Cameron Vaughn. Now, the Associated Press doesn't typically name people who say they were sexually assaulted unless they come forward publicly. Vaughn told the Associated Press in November she was 18 at the time, and that Adrian's reversal of Clinton's verdict left her completely shocked, but determined to oust the judge. She attended the November commission proceeding with family, friends, and supporters. After Adrian threw out Clinton's conviction, Vaughn said that the judge told the court, quote, this is what happens whenever parents allow teenagers to drink alcohol oh my to God. swim in pools with undergarments on. That's what she recounted in an account supported by a court transcript. Adrian's move sparked outrage in Vaughn's hometown of Quincy, Illinois, and beyond, with the prosecutor in the case saying that her heart is bleeding for the victim. Vaughn told the Chicago Tribune following Friday's decision removing Adrian that she was very happy that the commission could see all the wrong and all his lies that he told the entire time. I'm so unbelievably happy right now. He can't hurt anybody else. He can't ruin anyone else's life. When reached by phone Friday, Adrian told the Chicago Tribune that the commission's decision to remove him was totally a miscarriage of justice. I did what was right. I've always told the truth about it. Adams County court records show that Clinton's guilty verdict was overturned because prosecutors had failed to meet the burden of proof. But in Friday's decision, the commission wrote that it found Adrian's claim that he reversed his guilty finding based on his reconsideration of the evidence and his conclusion that the state had failed to prove its case to be a subterfuge. Respondents attempt to justify the reversal post hoc, right? Like after the fact. Mm -hmm. Now, Clinton cannot be tried again for the same crime under the Fifth Amendment. And a motion to expunge his record was denied in February 2023. Man, oh man. I hope he doesn't hurt anyone else. This one's from Ben Goggin at NBC. Nazis. Love telling stories about Nazis in 2024. Nazis appeared to find a friendly reception at the Conservative Political Action Conference this year, otherwise known as CPAC. Throughout the conference, racist extremists, some of whom had secured official CPAC badges, openly mingled with conference attendees and espoused anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. 
The presence of these individuals has been a persistent issue at CPAC. In previous years, conference organizers have ejected well-known Nazis and white supremacists such as Nick Fuentes. That actually surprises me. But this year, racist conspiracy theorists didn't meet any perceptible resistance at the conference where Donald Trump had been the keynote speaker since 2017. At the Young Republican Mixer Friday evening, a group of Nazis who openly identified as national socialists mingled with mainstream conservative personalities, including some from Turning Point USA, and discussed so-called, quote, race science and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. One member of the group, Greg Conte, who attended the deadly 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, you remember, Nazis are fine people on both sides, Virginia said that his group showed up to talk to the media. He said that the group was prepared to be ejected at CPAC. Organizers were tipped off, but that never happened. Another, Ryan Sanchez, who was previously part of the Nazi Rise Above movement, took photos and videos of himself at the conference with an official badge and touted associations with Fuentes. Other attendees in Sanchez's company openly used the N-word. For several years, CPAC and its supporters have attempted to temper the most extreme fringes of the conservative movement and have welcomed the continued debate between Trump and more moderate conservatives. This year, however, some attendees and former attendees have expressed frustration with the conference's stronger association with Trump and his wing of the party. This is actually good news. These are cracks. These are cracks, people. In one of the most viral moments from this year's conference, conservative personality Jack... uh, how do you say Jack's last name? Posobiec, maybe? I think Posobiec. Called for the end of democracy and more explicitly Christian-focused government. While Posobiec later said in the statements were partially satire, many CPAC attendees embraced his and other invocations of the January 6, 2021 insurrection. CPAC organizers did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Of course they didn't. Yeah, he, he Posobiec said, you know, we're here to end democracy, to finish the job we didn't quite finish on January 6th. Yeah. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm just joking. I was joking. But, but don't eject the Nazis. Okay. Unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. But also not. Believable. Yeah. All right. We have a lot of good news that we need to get to, but we also have to take a quick break. So everybody stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right Hey, everybody, it's AG. You know, my nights used to leave me sore and uncomfortable and cranky, but switching to my Helix sleep mattress significantly improved my ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. The constant aches and pains I suffered while using my old mattress were gone the very first night. The difference was immediate, no more tossing and turning, and now I wake up every morning feeling fresh. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. As you know, navigating the world of sleep preferences can be a complex journey, but Helix Sleep simplifies it with their personalized approach. A side sleeper who favors a medium firm bed, I found my perfect match with Helix Midnight through their two-minute sleep quiz. It's the best mattress I've ever had, hands down, head and shoulders above the rest. Uh, And Helix's diverse lineup, including the Lux and Elite collections, offer tailored solutions for everyone, every sleeper, and every preference, whether you're big or tall or shopping for a kid. Forget the tedium of mattress stores. They're also kind of creepy. Helix brings the convenience of finding your ideal mattress online. Just a quiz away, then your custom fit mattress will be delivered straight to your doorstep at no extra cost. And with Helix, you're not just buying a mattress, you're investing in a customized sleep experience. Their commitment to quality is backed by a 10 or 15 year warranty and a 100 night sleep trial, ensuring your satisfaction. 
My Helix mattress has transformed my sleep and my nights, offering the support and comfort I need. Join the many happy sleepers, including myself, who've made Helix their choice for a restful night's sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news, everyone. Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play What the Fark is in Your Ark, which includes What the Mutt, Cat Me If You Can, What's the Model of Your Oxalotl, What the Hell is in That Shell, or Just What the Shell, uh, Opine on the Bovine, What the Heck Wine, anything like that at all, send it in to us. I like to just look at capybaras, so if you have photos of those, you can just send those in too. If you have pod pet tax to pay, you can send that to us. And if you don't have a pod pet, you can send an adoptable pet in your area or give a shout out to a small business in your area that needs support or a shout out to a loved one or a self shout out frog orgies, baby pictures, theses and dissertation titles, great stories about healthcare you've received at the, at the VA or your student debt relief stories. Send it all to us dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Uh, first up is from Issy pronoun she and her hearing Dana's anger come to the surface on Thursday's show made me feel so much better. Thank you for that bit of mental health. Plus the insanity, lack of logic, lack of being considerate humans, and so many other gurs that there are no words for should make us all angry. Someone once said, instead of mad, substitute the word sad. No, we're not sad. We are mad. Phew. I needed to get that rant off my chest. So thank you, Leguminati's extraordinaire, for making it okay to be really mad at these stupid policies and the nit news keep coming up with. <laughs> Short and sweet, but I'm sure there are millions who feel just like you do, Dana. So don't worry about showing your anger. Keep up the phenomenal things you're both doing. Thank you. I have a harder time getting angry sometimes than I do getting sad. So it's nice to be able to have some anger bubble up and me just sort of let loose instead of cry all, all day. So thank you for that. Uh, this next one's from Pammy from Oklahoma. No pronouns given. Hello, beans, queens. I'm writing you after listening to the episode here for each other. DG was having a bad day and she said that we should all show up however we are and the people who love us will be there for us. Well, I was also having a bad day and I took her advice. And then I had a lovely evening with my daughter. I'm so glad I didn't cancel. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and cheering us on. I'm cheering you both on too from down here in rural Oklahoma. Hmm. Yeah, Pop Pet Tax is my daughter's dog. I bet you can guess her dominant breed, but I bet you're going to be shocked by the number two slot. We sure were. Best wishes for justice and fishes. All right. So it's obviously Chihuahua, the dominant breed, but something is going to shock us. It's probably like German Shepherd or something. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like a, like, a, like a Mastiff or something gigantic. And, uh, yeah. I bet that little Chihuahua was topping. Oh, Poodle. Oh, it's Poodle, Pekingese, Shih Tzu, and Doxy. Oh, I am surprised. What a sweetie. Not surprised we were wrong, but I am surprised <laughs> the breeze. Yes, yes. <laughs> Never surprised that we're wrong. Next up from Andrew, pronouns he and him. Hi, AG and DG. First, I wanted to say I've been listening to your lovely voices since the kitchen table days and that you're the reason I've stayed optimistic through these otherwise shithole news days. I'm excited to share my good news that after five months of unemployment, I finally got a job as an environmental planner. The last five months were a low point for me. I've had depression and anxiety like never before. And I'm hoping this new chapter in my life is an opportunity to climb back out. I bet it is. 
I've provided my pet tax, what the mutt, for my two dogs. The first one is my 14-year-old mutt, Swarly. We didn't name him. My brother-in-law did, and his name comes from How I Met Your Mother, Swarly Stenson. Our second dog is almost three and named Snarky. She's our 60-pound lap dog. Love you, ladies. Keep up the wonderful work that you do. All right. So what do you think? Shih Tzu Maltese Terrier? Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good guess. I and think then, we might even have some... What, what's the underbite? Is it a pug? No. They, oh, yeah. Like a Pekingese? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bulldog. <laughs> bulldog underbite. And the other one... Looks like 60 pounds. I'm going to say Portuguese water dog. And just and, maybe a Labradoodle in there. And Labrador and Goofy. Just Goofy Muppet because this dog looks though. rad. All right. Let's see what we got. 14-year-old Swarly is half pug. It's the pug is the underbite. I was right. Lhasa Apso and Tibetan Spaniel. Snarky is a Bernadoodle. So it's I a was Bernie's, close. Bernie's Mountain Dog and a I got half of it. I got the doodle. Very, very the doodle. cute. Oh, thank you for that. This one's from Christina, pronouns she and her. Hello, beanie ladies. It's been a hard week in the news, and Dana mentioned needing some baby photos. Mm. Here's my beautiful five-month-old Romy. Yes, just like in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, <laughs> this little nugget was a complete surprise to us. I'm 42, and we already had two kids. Have two kids, so we thought we were all done. My husband got a vasectomy, but did you know that vasectomies can fail? Yeah, There's less than a 1% chance but warn your friends. My husband is now scheduled for his second vasectomy, which is he's definitely not thrilled about. But I'm so thankful for this little miracle every day. I didn't know I was missing something until I had her. Christina, look at her perfect face. Perfect, perfect baby. Oh, and those lips and everything. I can't imagine what a shock that would be if they're like, all right, that didn't work. I got 42 and a vasectomy. And then... Bada bing, hello. Bada bing. Look at the little ladybug bib. I want one. Perfect. For when I eat crab legs next time. <laughs> adorable. Adorable. Baby. Yeah, now I want crab legs. That sounds delicious. And that rainbow heart romper. I need one of those as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up from H. Pronoun she and her. Good morning, Dana and Allison. I've been wanting to share this photo for a while now. This is Penny. And this girl has the most amazing energy I've ever witnessed. She's my retired mom's partner in crime. When my mom takes her to the stores that allow dogs, she's like a magnet for anyone who sees her. They just want to pet her and reminisce about their past or present pets. For just a moment, the world is okay, and she just brings a smile to many who least expect it. I just thought, with all the shit we're going through, especially this week, you ladies could use and enjoy uh, and share a smile. Thanks for always feeling the feels with us. Absolutely. I know. Oh my God. Look at this little baby. There's just so much happening there. (laughs) The little elf costume with the hat. Oh my gosh. The first picture is deceptive. Like the dog seems much larger Uh than you would think. That's true. But then when you realize that that's mom's hand and not a leg. Mm Mm-hmm. You see how tiny this baby is, and it looks like a little Muppet, and I want to scrunch its face. Oh, my God. So good. So good. All right. This one's from Kathy Pirro, pronoun she and her. Dear lovely ladies, my name is Kathy, and I wrote a children's book, Miss Molly Learns Responsibility, that depicts a young girl with her two moms. When I was raising my young children, I searched and searched for children's books with diverse families. During COVID shutdown, I decided to write my own story. My book is about a five-year-old girl who finds a kitten while at the park with her two moms. 
Her moms talked to her about the responsibility of taking care of her kitten. My goal was to create a book where the family was a secondary thought and not the main attraction. Our family is normal and should be treated as such in the community. It breaks my heart when I hear about the LGBTQ plus community, how it's being treated as if something is wrong with us. Thank you for delivering your stories with such passion. Next will always be in my heart. Mm. This is really, really sweet. And I love that you wrote this book, Kathleen. This is awesome. And like you said, that like this story, the, the probably the least interesting thing about this book is the fact that there's two moms with a daughter. It's not, it's sort of the background story to this young girl finding a kitten and learning responsibility. I love this. I love it too. And, and it, it, I'm, I'm reminded of, do you remember the Campbell soup response? They put out an ad with two dads, right? Just an ad and the kids. Oh, have yes. And Kim Spears says, your new commercial with the two dads makes me sick. And Campbell's responded, hi, Kim, if you're feeling sick, we suggest enjoying delicious can of Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Make sure to enjoy it hot so that it can help warm up your cold, dead heart. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for that. And the, the again, the book, Miss Molly Learns Responsibility by Kathleen Pero, P-E-R-O. Pero, Pero, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Thank you, everybody, for just, again, all your kind words last week and over the weekend. And also, for all the good news today, please send your good news into us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Do you have any... Uh, oh, um, uh, Trump won the South Carolina primary. Yeah, do you have we, any yeah. final thoughts? <laughs> no, I think that's a good one. Actually, yeah, I do. Texas, get out and vote for Colin Allred, please. Thank you very much. Yep, 100%. And everybody, we'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Please listen to the new episode of Jack that's out right now. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Take care of your family. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone you know with you. Absolutely everyone. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. And the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, Welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA as a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. 
and a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.